Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with Regan and Brad. Now, let's get straight into things because there'll be no time wasting from us this week. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've been thinking of that since Saturday afternoon. Hey, listen, you can joke by all you want, but it's good in the fact to know that even Una Emery hates it just as much as everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Where else do we start this week? Really? I don't know. Can I officially hand in my resignation as a Villa fan? Because I'm sick. I've had enough now. <laughs> but it was only a few weeks ago. You seemed all happy and lovey dovey with the fact that. Unai but that's Henry what happens. In. This is what happens. The the drop is always ten times worse. <laughs> that's why you should never get yourself too high on the fact. No, I can never. I never can anymore. <laughs> Uh, I What's mean, the point? they find new yeah. ways to screw us over. <laughs> I mean, this weekend really was the epitome of high roller coaster to extremely low sinking emotions come full time whistle, man. I know there's nothing like celebrating a player hitting the bar. I mean, I mean, that's obviously where we're starting. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Arsenal coming, miraculously coming from behind so many times against plucky little Aston Villa and staying top of the table and giving themselves a cushion again after their performance Wednesday. And the fact that Man City also dropped points this weekend, but we'll get onto them a bit later on. Um, yeah. It seemed to be the perfect start for you. Like Ollie Watkins within was it the opening five minutes giving you the lead. You could say perfect start, but we've now been doing this the last couple of games. It happened against Leicester as well. Yeah. I, I, if we score in the first 10 minutes, I'll go, you idiots, that's way too early. Yeah. I mean, I can't be happy now if we score that early, because I just know what will happen. But you've got to have some faith and optimism that maybe one day they'll be able to hold out and uh, keep a result in the positive for them. I'd like to think so, yes, but then I remember, oh no, wait, it's Aston Villa Football Club. It's just built in the DNA. Mm. You can cast away a lead like it's nobody's business. <laughs> it's just, you're just the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry, actually. I really All do. These times, thinking... Are you famous now? I actually, I'll give you that one. <laughs> I think that's actually quite good. Thank you. Um... I think for those the reference who don't understand that, Tom Hanks, who is supposedly a Villa fan, apparently. I still yeah, air quotes, even though third. I'm fairly convinced he's, he's, yeah, he's, he was like in the, the crowd watching. Time. Yeah. I've seen him at Villa Park. Not personally. That's the first time I've actually seen him at the stadium, though. He's always been to, if we've played a friendly in the States, I think he's been the odd time. Mm. But that's the first time I think I've seen him in ground. I feel like he may have been there once before with Prince Wills. Oh, but he's no John Carew. But... <laughs> well, there is that. Yes. Um, let's get onto the back, game back a bit in, more. Back the game again, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Villa take the lead after five minutes. Lead lasted just a little over ten minutes. And by that, I mean it lasted eleven minutes before Bakayo Saka scored and brought a bit of life into Arsenal after that goal. It seemed. Yeah, they was back to how I guess we expected. They started controlling it from there on in until we then retook the lead from a beautiful team goal. I would like some respect put on that one. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And Moreno looking good going forward once again. He's looked really promising on the forward attack. Yeah, yeah, I like him when he attacks. The defending does leave, leave a, a bit, bit of to question be marks. desired, but that's the Monday fullback a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even more so in this one, he was getting outdone when he was just overrun a bit. You'd have Saka there, but then you'd have someone else next to him who isn't being covered by a midfielder. Mm. Like There were moments where it was very much 10 beyond the ball with all yeah. this space for players to just do something on the edge of the box. Mm. It's not what you want to be seeing when uh, you're trying to like move forward in a positive way. Having to like, Obviously, you've got to give Arsenal... The respect because obviously they're top of the team, uh, top of the table. There's giving them but, respect and there's giving them 10 yards of space to shoot. Yeah, you can't be doing that. 
as the, as oh, their yeah. equaliser showed for Zinchenko, a man who I don't think had scored in 92 Premier League games. Yeah, it's his first Premier League goal. It's all about charities again. <laughs> uh, charity FC on show once again. But yeah, uh, let's go to the last 10 minutes because... Yeah, as expected. <laughs> oh, you just knew it was going to happen from the chances that we then also went on to have. You had Leon Bailey who came on, did his thing, i.e. failed to get past a few players, and then when he should shoot, he decides, no, no, Doesn't... I can get round him. <laughs> no, shoot, Leon. Mm. Yeah. And then John Duran, again, I thought, impressed. And he's yeah, I mean, little, he's one little run play, I think twenty minutes or so. Yeah, and every time he looks like he can offer something. Mm. It's spurts, like I like it when he seems to run down a defender. He's got a bit of energy to do that. Yeah, definitely. And he does seem like a bit of a presence. Like I want him getting a few more minutes. I don't know if he's, if it's right to have him next to Watkins. But I would like to see it at least tested. Yeah, I believe the only time it happened was seen. against Man City, and look what happened. We were somewhat okay. Mm. It's definitely something to think of in the future. I think he's just getting embedded into the team and the country at the minute because he hasn't even been here a month yet. So I think that's the thing why they're just slowly integrating him into more matches. And then maybe next month or April, you'll see him probably starting and potentially playing up either off uh, Ollie Watkins or alongside him. It'd be, well, going off court, we'd definitely be off of Ollie Watkins because this man, who knew? All it took was getting rid of Danny Ings for him to start playing good again. I think most people probably did, actually, let's be honest. Cause... Yeah, clearly with proof that he's better suited when mm. someone like Danny Ings isn't next to him, I guess. Yeah. The, pre- the pressure's been eased a little bit. He can just... He can play with the ease knowing that he will always be playing now mm. and I don't 100%. think this the rod he's on I think is something that he's never actually done in his career score four consecutive games I don't think not even back in his Brentford days See, I can't remember the stat if it was he's not scored in four straight games or it's if he scores in the next game then it's the first time he'd have ever scored in like five consecutive games I can't remember the stat but I think it's close to that mm. It's quite surprising. I thought he would have done it back in his Brentford days, actually. You'd, you'd think, but they, that front three Brentford had at that time was just all over the place. It was the, Brentford, the front three that I actually really wanted to stab at Villa because I remember swanning side Ben Rama so badly at that time. Mm. I mean, that uh, I forget who the other one was. It Canos. Yeah, Sergi Canos. Yeah, when he was a right wing, right winger instead of a, a right. <laughs> mm, that was. Oh. That Brentford team that came from got promoted. Like, like just say, all Brentford any... teams in general, I'd respect them, to be honest. And mm. yeah, they deserve success this season if they get it. Hundred mm. percent. Give them the credit. Obviously, not at the expense <laughs> of Unai Emery's tricky villains, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we're uh, getting Europe. A... I think it's asking a lot for us to get top seven at this point. All the factors have to go in our favour. Which weirdly, when you see the results of. The weekend, the the last few weekends at least, the chances were there. Yeah, you're just not taking them. Like they were gifted to you, but you're just like, eh, we don't want it. <laughs> just yeah, just oh. like that. I'm, I'm I'm very surprised you haven't directed anything at one individual in particular <laughs> just yet. Although, or are you holding it off? What individual would that be? <laughs> Leave him alone, man. Oh. Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether his head's not there or what. I, I, don't, know if he's, I don't know what it is. So it's not right. It, it's almost being that thing of you're being so arrogant that when it does go against you, the pylon will be huge. Massive. And you look like a massive fucking dick. Rather than, like, good arrogance. It, he hasn't headed it in. Has he? No. <laughs> like, I just said there was a load of stuff. And was like, oh, my God, Harry Martins has headed it into his own net. Like, context, guys. Context. Yeah. He, he's 
dived for the ball and it's hit off his head once it's come back off the post. Like he hasn't physically done uh, an Alan Shearer type diving header. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was your typical FIFA goal, wasn't it? Yeah. I feel like the reaction, I'm saying this as a Villa fan, obviously, but the reaction to of Arsenal fans to their third goal was quite, it's quite funny. Oh, well yeah, done. I mean... Well done, I just said around a guy didn't score. <laughs> he missed. Mm. What an amazing <laughs> shot that he hit the bar with. <laughs> uh, I feel like that just sort of I just feel like if we'd have done that, everyone would go, oh, it's so unfortunate from the goalkeeper, that isn't it? Oh, like, what? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's such a lucky goal. It's bounced off the keeper. Oh, this, yeah. that, and the other. Like, but no, it's awesome. It's tremendous awesome. play. Well, if it was that tremendous, it would have went in. It would have, exactly. And then Martinelli, 98th minute, to put yeah, the dagger in. He needed the goal as well, and we were happy to oblige. Yeah. I mean, I think that was, at that point, it was just clear that Villa had nothing left in them, and they'd given took, up. Yes, yeah. they took a chance, even if it was, as revealed in the first match, not what the manager wanted. Mm. Mm. I feel like that's a good thing to talk about now. Do you... Got a glimpse of any of Unai Emery's comments? Uh, I haven't seen too much of it, so I'll let you fill me in on that. The man is coming across very honest, which is a breath of fresh air, because at least that makes us aware that he knows there's problems and he wants to fix it. Mm. But the comments after this one make you think, oh my God, if we get an offer for Martinez, he's absolutely going to be happy to let them have him. He wasn't yeah. too happy with Martinez after this, and that has obviously started to make fans a bit twitchy on whether he will be a Villa player come the summer or not, and that's me included. It's one of them where you'd say he's been a phenomenal four years and kept you in so many big games, but I feel like post-World Cup, it just hasn't been there, and he's making too many mistakes, and realistically, if Perhaps he needs to be grounded a bit more. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. A lot is coming out about of Embry saying it's the old line that Dean Smith, I think, once said back in 2020 as well. There's there's players that are showing it on the training pitch, but not in the actual 90 minutes. Yeah. And Unai Embry reiterated that a little bit, which scares you. Because this team is almost the same team, <laughs> by yeah, a few different like... individuals. Yeah, about four or five different players, max. Yeah. Like, you look at it, your McGinn's, your Ramsey's, in that situation, mm-hmm. maybe Leon Bailey as well. Yeah. It just seems like they're happy to coast along realistically now at times. And you're just like, no, you've got to be putting in the work to make yourselves better mm-hmm. week in, week out. Whether you think you can't get success at Aston Villa, whether you're bargaining for a summer move, you just put in the work for the whole rest of this season. And I think if Villa were to receive a bid of about 40, 50 million for Martinez... I know, a bit I... more. They'd, they would want way more, I feel. I think if you get 70... I don't think you would, oh, though. Some clubs would do that, though. If we were demanding that, I think there would be some clubs that would be that desperate that they would in the end. And I think we should take it, because then you think that could go into other positions as well. Yeah. I mean, bringing yourself in a good keeper and then invest some of it more elsewhere. Uh, yeah. for the but of course, there's the obvious fear do we get in the keeper is just as good. That's I mean, I think, I think that's going to be a hard thing to do because on his day, he's a world class keeper and there's not many world class keepers, let's be honest, that are going to come to Aston Villa at this minute in time. A team still in transition under Unai Emery and excuse me, are currently 11th in the Premier League. If, if this was back in the Martin O'Neill days where you could say, oh, there's a chance of uh, European football or you can see this is a solid Villa team that you're not going to be worried about them finishing outside the top 8 or 10, then you'd say, okay, there's probably a few keepers that could come in and do that. But right now, I don't think you're going to get a keeper on his day as quality as... Emmy Martin is. You know, I feel it, it is a little bit kind of like how Brighton and Brentford go about their 
transfer business. Mm. They want players who are hungry just to play in the Premier League. Yeah. Whereas we're aiming at players that are hungry to play in Europe. And mm. I almost wonder if that goes against us a little bit. Like I say, yeah, Leon Bailey's of this well, because they look great in the Bundesliga and then they come here and it's like, oh, they can't adapt whatsoever. Mm. I always wonder if we need to just go back to the simple recruitment, just get those all hungry just to buy a, a Premier Probably League level. level. Like, yeah. look at, just look at what Brighton and Brentford are doing and try and replicate it. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's it a system that's working. Like, yeah, you may be able to buy in a bit more better quality in terms Probably of... Probably better like... for value as well. There's like yeah. there's one that being rumored as well because you, I made you aware of the news that we, our owners have bought shares in the Portuguese club Vitória Sport. I think that's mm-hmm. how they, what they're called now. They they've got a centre back, Ibrahim Bamba, who recently became a full time in Italy international, got called up to their international squad, and he's only been playing football for twelve months. But apparently he's, he's, this re- he's this really like high prospect, one that they're keeping an eye on, and even other clubs <laughs> watch his. Like, he's this good after only playing for twelve months, but because he plays for that club, and if we have mm-hmm. owners that own them, we'd get first dibs at signing him. And apparently they are interested. I mean, he's still got three years left on his contract. I think the price was some like. 12 million? Mm, I mean... Like we'd get the discounted offer because our owners are... are clever. <laughs> and the fact oh, that you we, really did, we need this play. Just, just buy the club. Just buy, just buy the whole club. Yeah, definitely. An easy it, work out, it, it did work out cheap. Apparently, it's only going to cost them, what, 5 million? <laughs> Can't complain there. No, but that is a chance. I don't understand it off. On finances, but I just let's go back to football because we didn't. We had enough on Villa, I think. Mm-hmm. Nobody what cares about the Villa, let's talk about the big clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like maybe we go on to Man City now because then we can bring Arsenal back into the conversation after that. So, Man City, they didn't beat Forest. <laughs> what big, big bottle job this was from City. Why is it I almost saw it coming and yet didn't go for it in like any super six predictions whatsoever? <laughs> I think it's just because I think a lot of people still had that mentality of like Forest of earlier this season where they're getting thumped by teams, even though they've started to look good in recent weeks. And then you look back on City's performance midweek against Arsenal and you think, okay, well, this should be an easy win for Manchester City. Um, However, Steve Cooper's side made it a really, really tough task for uh, Pep Guardiola's side and yeah, wasn't the best day at the office for the blue side of Manchester. Was was it a case of, yet again, oh, look, it's Man City and their endless amounts of possession not going and then just not doing it? I'm on sofa score right now and I'm seeing the, it's like, I don't know what it is, but it's like momentum bar. There's <laughs> mm. literally no Nottingham Forest stuff until the last like 15 minutes, which is when they scored, was it? Yeah, uh, they scored with six minutes left on the clock. Yeah, and of all people, Chris Wood, of all people. <laughs> Days after he signed permanently for them. Yeah, What's that's a, that's three games and instantly they just have to buy him permanently. <laughs> I'm sure there was another player they did that with, uh, that they bought in January. I'd done seen that, but I didn't even know this Chris Wood yeah. deal was a thing until I'd seen it. He's like, Christ, who are these recruiters in <laughs> Forest? Yeah, I, can't, I don't. I, I think it was Forest. Or it was They're lucky that somewhere. they may be in a, a good position to avoid relegation now. Although yeah. saying that, I can't call this relegation. <laughs> no, after this, after this weekend, I don't even know what to say with this relegation fight. But more no. on that in a minute. Yeah, like, um, City not had, taking chances no. at all. I Absolutely mean, not. I... Twenty-three shots, six on target, and only the one goal. Yeah, it's all right overloading the midfield, like having this new little formation they've concocted, 3 2 4 1. Mm. It's not doing anything because I'm looking at the ratings, all these high ratings for the midfielders, and then there's Erling Haaland 5.9. <laughs> mm. 
Well, I'm just looking on one football and they've given him a 3.9. Jesus Christ. I mean, he did miss a sitter twice. Like the same Yeah, uh, that wasn't great. But that guy isn't involved enough. They're not getting him in the game enough. No. I think, I don't know who said it best now. Um, I pundit it a couple of weeks back. Yes, he's going to get you the goals. I just don't feel like he suits this system. Now, like, I don't know what happened. At the start of the season, were they playing around him? Because it now if you're, be. you look at this lineup and you go, that's not suited him whatsoever. You're trying to suit all your midfield options. Yeah. You're trying Sorry. as hard as possible to get De Bruyne, Gundo and Grealish and Foden all in one team. Mm. It's, but it's just not, it's not possible. Working. No. Like, you can clearly see... It's a massive All this just to play Bernardo Silva as a left back. <laughs> yeah. That, that ruins him as well, because that's not something he's used to doing. No. You want him forward? Uh, that's exactly. that's so he scored. Well, yeah. You play him in a more advanced role and he'll get you the goal. But it's a strange one. The balance because... almost feels off, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, you can clearly see that they're getting the momentum and moving in the right direction. You're like, Okay, I can see them um, winning uh, a lot more games the rest of the season. But at the top, at the same time, you're like, if you're playing that lineup for the rest of the season, you're like, well, you're not going to win the league playing that way. No, and of course, as well, they complain about having a lack of defenders and saying we don't have enough left back at the club. So how do they solve that? Oh, go and sell the actual left back that they have at the club. <laughs> yeah, and then. Still refuse to play Sergio Gomez, who they bought in Rico, the Rico I know he's a mid- playing as much either. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's the Man City. I mean, they always play better when they do have four in defence. Hmm. It's just. <laughs> Strokes beard. Uh, that one. Hmm. Yeah. Scratch his bald head. <laughs> was, didn't he come out? Was it, I can't remember if it was after the Arsenal game or after this game, but he said, Sometimes I'm like, I'm my own worst enemy because I try and do. Yes, you literally look at every single Champions League knockout game you've gone out. Yeah. Like, I, I'm overthinking it. Well, you know, just fucking stick to the basics that you know, then Pep. Like, yeah, Jesus just Christ. Do what you do best. Yeah. Don't fucking change it up. Just do what you're good at, mm. and the results will come. Yeah, uh, the last thing I had on this game in particular is it's still amazing that Kaelon Navas is playing for Nottingham Forest right now. <laughs> I mean, what fucking... Like, if you told me... This is the most FIFA transfer, I think, ever. Of all time. Yeah, even that is still a bit like, sorry, how have they done that? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even know what to say about that. It's so, so strange. Yeah, I can't understand it. Does he sign for them permanently? Who knows? <laughs> even though there's not, like... buy, there's not a buy... There's not a buy clause in it apparently no but at the same time you're like well he's not going to end up getting game time at psg anymore so i don't know what the whole situation with his career is going to be like because i don't know what his contract is like at psg how much longer he's got I, left i just remembered the psg i can't wait for that line <laughs> oh yeah we can get into them in later but yeah a positive result for steve cooper side looking on the up now up to 13th in the league but you can't look past uh, the teams behind them because there's only five points between themselves and West Ham United in 18th place. Yeah, but is this the time to talk about the relegation stuff now? Because just glancing at the table, anyone, anyone, in, anyone in the bottom half. Yes, mm. I'm going to unfortunately put Villa in this because we're dropping. <laughs> I mean, it's only eight points between yourselves and West Ham. Exactly. So that's... Yeah, three losses. three wins, uh, three losses, losses, and we're playing sentence. at least three of these lot in the next few games. Anything can happen now. Like, I mean, who would have thought Southampton pick up a victory against Chelsea? Everton have got. Uh, well, the why Chelsea two... are playing right now? <laughs> that's a, well, yeah, that's a topic at its own point. Mm. Um, Everton have got two wins in three under Sean Dyche. Right. This relegation battle really is open for anything and everything. And like you say, I do think it is now going to be more of a like seven, eight teams that can be involved. In it. I don't know whether everyone up to Aston Villa are realistically going to be involved a bit, but I think maybe 
Forest potentially if they start dropping points later on in the season due to like lack of Premier League experience, it could come back and haunt them. It's a case of who's going to be on the longest bad run. Right now it's Leeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two weeks ago it was Southampton. <laughs> then after that it was Bournemouth. We've been saying different things every single week that I've just had enough <laughs> in trying to <laughs> predict it. But that's what's making it's a different team every week. That's the, that's the yeah. issue. But it's, it's, it's so it's difficult an... for any sort of person who tries to talk about this. Mm. But it's also making it really exciting the fact that we don't know who's going to Only if your team's anymore. involved. That it, it Not involved. Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Southampton beating Chelsea. James Ward-Prowse scoring his 17th free kick. Uh, They're lucky that he has that ability in his locker, otherwise they would be in trouble. Mm. Chelsea, on the mean hand, they're just going through the bang average season. I mean, I don't even know what to say of them anymore. Just your bang average, lads. No, but are they going a bit over the top with the, he's the worst manager in our history? Uh, I think he's got the second worst win, per- win percentage in Premier League history for them. That still doesn't make him the worst manager in their history. Then. <laughs> no. Uh, but you could always argue well, Andre villas Boas was much worse. <laughs> Let's be honest. Didn't he win them a Champions League? Elias Boas. Or didn't he get them to... That was the... De Matteo. Yeah, but wasn't that from Villas Boas? So he got them to the final, or near the final, and then De Matteo took over. So just because of that, Andre Villas Boas is the greatest manager in their history? Because he built the team. Oh, God, no. <laughs> God, no. Don't be silly. Uh, well, yeah, I don't even know what to say with Chelsea. But they've anymore. had worse. Let's be honest. This is just... It, this isn't even fully him. At least no. that's how it feels on the outside. You can't expect the manager to do so well when he's just given all of these players and told to make something work out of them. Yeah. Like, you can't ask him to do this many magic tricks with that squad and they're all still gelling together. You brought in, what, six, seven players in January. He's still within his first three, four months of Premier League management at Chelsea because obviously you take out that November, December month because of the World Cup. So he's still really trying to figure out his squad. Yeah, and uh, I'd always, I'm starting to hate the media narrative that's going around him because they're almost feeding into the, the Chelsea fans, the, the odd Chelsea fan narrative. But the, yeah. the media are trying to get him to be angry. Yeah, go off on just... them. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah, let's... We, we can be better than that. <laughs> we should be doing better than that, but they don't seem to be. Yeah. Like, he doesn't... Like, while he does come across as an, a really nice bloke, I don't expect him to be like that on the training pitch. He probably does have his moments where he's forceful with him because you have to be as a manager. Oh yeah, behind closed doors, there'll be a lot of things yeah. where he gets a lot more animated than people see him on the touchline or in press conferences. But it's just how managers approach themselves. Different managers. Yeah, but they want him to, to be think. more like Mikel Arteta. Is that what they're trying to say? Yeah, they want someone. While who's also having a go at Mikel Arteta for being too animated. <laughs> exactly. Like, what is the way, or what is your idea of a perfect manager? You want characters and animation uh, from them, but at the same time, you're like, well, he shouldn't be doing this because he's too animated. Like, make your mind up. What do you want? But that do you not know how that works? That's how it works. You can't no, be yeah. both things. Exactly. You can't even be in the middle. How dare you do that? Exactly. Uh, let's have a quick run for the rest of the How dare you be living? Like, how dare you be a living <laughs> human being? Exactly. Uh, let's go through the rest of the Premier League results then from uh, this weekend. Uh, we'll cook, finish off with Saturday's game. So Bournemouth beat Wolves 1-0. Brentford and Crystal Palace played out a 1-1 draw. Fulham beat Brighton 1-0. Uh, Everton, like we said, beat Leeds by one goal to nil. And in the Saturday evening game, uh, Liverpool managed to win 2-0. Uh, Darwin Nunez and Cody Hakapo scoring. Uh, Nick Pope. <laughs> yeah, should we get to what? this one? He just fell over, didn't he? He fell over. <laughs> yeah, should we get and to that then one? stretched his arms out. 
Yeah, I think you, like, you've got to put your arms out because <laughs> balance. That's the Graham Sooners argument. Oh, I don't even. It's. it's <laughs> I mean, it's painful for a Newcastle fan, but it's it's really fucking comical. It's so funny when it leads to the events that it has. Oh yeah. Um, and for those that don't know, because obviously he's now going to be suspended for their next three games. Uh, next up for Newcastle on Sunday is the biggest Carabao game Cup in, final. Biggest game in their history in quite a while. Yeah, in modern, we'll say modern, the last 20 modern, years. We're talking this century. <laughs> yeah. Actually, even that, probably years. not even that, admittedly, if I'm honest. I'd say this is their biggest game in the last 20 years. Like, this is the first time they've had yeah. a meaningful trophy to play for. Yes, they've obviously had the championship and played they have an since actual when they were down there. But, yeah. Uh, obviously, so he's suspended. They backup keeper that they've got, Martin Dubravka, can't play because he's cup tied from being on loan at Manchester United and playing in one of their they, games. They're literal opponents who he could technically earn a winner's medal for. <laughs> mm. so then... Does he go up and get it? <laughs> It is Newcastle jersey. <laughs> Imagine though, he d- he does a full jump, Terry. Just, <laughs> he just he's got a Man United top on just, underneath his Newcastle one. Yeah, let's go up. Yeah, swings it round, <laughs> and then puts the Newcastle jersey back on as he goes into the losers' dressing room. Oh, sorry guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna grab my things. Anybody want to see my medal? Fuck off, mate. <laughs> Not the time, Martin. Not the time. Read the room, man. Just read the room. Yeah. And uh, the third choice goalkeeper that I have, and I completely forgot before this weekend that he was there. Larice Carrius. Remember him? <laughs> oh. I, I don't oh. recall many players having a bigger downfall than him. Mm. All because of, one of game. that Champions League. All because of that Champions League final against Real Madrid four years ago now? Yeah. Jesus. I mean, after that, he did go off to Besiktas for more. Is, is, is he still on loan from Besiktas at Newcastle? Or did Newcastle oh, I can't remember minutes? the terms of the detail. I thought he had his contract terminated. I don't remember. I don't recall. I haven't done the research on that one in particular. But mm-hmm. yeah, poor Newcastle fans. <laughs> Their big moment and then fate decides to have a word. Hey, you never know. They it could still happen, and admittedly, the small part of me would be rooting for them. None of me will be there, of course. <laughs> oh, no. I know that, but uh, you've got enough things to think about. You're in the title race now. You don't need these trophies. Wait, you're actually saying we're in the title race now? Oh, no, I can't deny it now. I mean, 3 nil, we'll go into the Sunday games now. 3 nil win for... It's very hard for most people to deny it. Mm. You're the outside bit, obviously, uh, but you, you're in it. The other two, oh, yeah. if they if the other two continue to drop points, you keep mm. winning. Yeah. The door Marcus open. Marcus Rashford, yeah. scoring a brace. What form he is in at this minute? Yeah, he's like... unplayable. Unplayable <sighs> form, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's I finally mean... positioning himself as the Harry Kane replacement in the England squad. Put him in the middle for mm. England. <laughs> Would be absolutely deadly. I mean, that's now 14 goals in the Premier League this season. 23 in all competitions. It's his best ever season, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. It's still February. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very scary as to what he's proof as well. The, the, season. the guy just needed an arm or over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a manager to support him coming and give him that faith. I mean, you can even see it with Jaden and Sancho. Like, he's been given that time after. Get his head straight, clear his mind, yeah. and in recent weeks he's looking like a rejuvenated player again. Just like that, Eric Ten Hag has brought back two English talents back from mm-hmm. the, the depths, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, look, absolutely rejuvenated, happy life, and it just shows what sometimes players need. Sometimes they do, like you say, need that arm around the shoulder to give them confidence. That confidence, and yeah, it's absolutely brilliant to see. Uh, Good result for him, 3 0 win. Uh, like you said, outside chance of winning the title, but uh, they've still got all four competitions to go to in their favour, and they don't have to play either Arsenal and Man City either. 
you've played them twice, both times. Yes, we have done. So yeah. you got to say the chances are gone. Them. It's all on them. No? It's yeah. not in your hands. But it is mm. in your hands. You've got to win, obviously. But yeah. like, you need their results to go in your favour. Mm. And then obviously later on this week, they had the second leg of that fantastic game from last yeah. Thursday night we didn't, against Barcelona. We didn't even have the podcast last week. That game was brilliant. Oh, that genuinely was the best European game last week. Like, he took over any was, of the Champions League games. the Europa League stuff, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, the rest of the Champions League, or the Champions League games from last week were just, like, meh. Average. I said, I did say, over on the PSG and Bayern, but even that in itself didn't fully deliver in the end. No, because PSG they, they, they average looking games. Yeah. Like, even Xavi came out saying, like, in a few years' time, that could be a late Champions League tie. Well, that could be another Champions League final. 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 Yeah. Like, both teams are on incredible They're two teams to see that we've rejuvenated. Two, two managers who will only get better, I feel, mm-hmm. and their squads will get better. Yeah. Barring and Barcelona, get, might get in trouble again. <laughs> Oh yeah, apart from their own financial uh, shtick that could potentially come out of it, uh, both teams looking absolutely phenomenal and rejuvenated and it's just absolutely nice to see in that sense that they're both coming back to life. The way the Champions League is going, I'm so rooting hard for Napoli. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, the form they're in in Italy, though. Give them the... Uh, trophy already man jesus uh final thing in the premier league by the way uh spurs won against west ham 2-0 yeah that happened the game uh, was boring <laughs> for the most part harry kane yeah. got a nice trophy the only trophy he's gonna get out of Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, i was surprised that more people didn't make enough memes about that yeah nice trophy though it, it nice is nice but the, the hard work that's going into it because every like goal he'd scored had been engraved on it. Mm. That's some sort of that is that's got to be pointing to that. Whoever did that, credit to you because that is a lot of work. Mm. But does the well? Is there any room for any additions on either? In case because he's uh, yeah, more. <laughs> so he's just sending there's... it back every time it's getting engraved. <laughs> I mean, and current form, he doesn't need to worry about that because he doesn't seem to be scoring anymore. Since I mean, if anything, it just makes the trophy cabinet on the new stadium tour look decent. <laughs> I mean, it's the only fucking decent thing that they're gonna have had. Oh, that's hey, doing... look, there's pre-season trophies, probably. I think. I don't know. Maybe one Audi Cup. <laughs> <laughs> one Audi Cup. And then just Harry Kane's golden boots and that shiny silver boot. Yeah, uh, going back to the Newcastle Liverpool because I wanted to say something about Liverpool. Um, are Jack Bowen Nunes finally cooking? Yes and no. So that's too early to say they are because it's back to back games where Jack Bowen's now scored. Nunes looks like he has something to offer even if he's not scoring. Mm. It's one of them where I need to see it. Oh, like a couple of games, yeah, they're looking good, but. We need it over an extended period of time of like six to ten games. Then we can have a bit more of a better judgment on it. I, 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 like, I love all this talk of oh, Newcastle are bottling fourth. And it's it's Liverpool that are favourites now to get fourth. Sorry, guys. Look at Fulham and Brighton. Also, Spurs are still above these lights. You get like Spurs are now fourth. Mm. So they're in the, the driving seat now. But the form, the overall form of a Tottenham, Newcastle does not look as good compared to a Fulham. No, 100% he doesn't. I did Fulham in the Champions League. <laughs> they were Europa League under... Yeah, that's still a big improvement in the Champions League. Was that Roy Hodgson or Chris Coleman that was? Roy Hodgson was the Europa League boss. And they played Juventus. That just still baffles my mind. That Fulham they played Juventus. Lost to Atletico Madrid in the Europa League final. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't get talked about much. Fulham, that Atletico, I'm sure that, I mean, that Atletico team has some decent names in it as well. I thought Aguero, I feel like, was in the... David Villa, Falcao... Mate, no, no, Villa wasn't. Falcao, Falcao was too soon. Uh, I'm trying to think who would have been in that Atletico team. Anyway, 
that's a, just a what is this guest is Scott <laughs> yes uh, let's go on to the European action because I mean no, I feel like we have to start in France <laughs> because PSG versus Lille everything and then everything happened in this game yeah but before the game it's started Neymar he's done it again he's fucking done it again <laughs> His yearly ankle injury before his sister's birthday. Oh, what's that? It's mid to late February. Oh, it's nearly March. <laughs> That's oh, when you know spring's coming. I actually did see that as a post the other day. Is you know spring's coming when uh, Neymar gets, gets his ankle injury. I was like, yeah, I'm not actually surprised. Yeah, confusing at this point. Uh, now, should we go to the game? Neymar stuff aside, Lionel Messi. Three Still kicks. the coat. Three kicks. Yeah, again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, what a crazy game that was for uh, PSG. Tuned it up and then went beyond three to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then have to rely on Mbappe and Messi to rescue them once again to get the victory. Messi in the 95th minute as well. Yeah. Lovely free kick, like Glorious. you say. And then. Uh, take the three points against Lille, who now have dropped down to sixth place in uh, Liege 1. Marseille managed to beat Toulouse by th- uh, three goals to two. Lens beat Nantes by three goals to one. Uh, and Monaco, they managed to beat Brest by two goals to one. So apart from PSG getting a slight gap, Lens, Monaco and Marseille only separated by three points. So that's second place and uh, of the Champions League place and the qualifying place because that's third in France uh, looking like it could go down to the wire another league where it really could go down to the wire but this time it's for the title my god it's the Bundesliga the Bundesliga is good again <laughs> yes all Four, three, three points you could also I don't want to roll out for either they're only three points off the top I mean it's Maybe only five points between <laughs> Five points for Frankfurt in sixth. Yeah, like runs I, going on a run is is important. Dortmund in the title race again. Yeah, I mean, crazy weekend. So uh, Munich losing to Borussia Mönchengladbach three two. Jan Sommer definitely throw that game as well as Dale and Makano getting sent off. <laughs> did you see <laughs> the, the Did you see the Gladbach Twitter post? <laughs> that Oliver Kahn thing is a meme. Yeah, and it's there forever. Top class, top, top class shithousery. Love Fantastic. that from. Love a bit of shithousery. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Shame for you in Berlin to not get the result against Schalke of all teams. Yeah, no uh, nil draw in that sense. Really annoying for them, but... Mm. Good for hey, Schalke. It... I mean, they're going down, let's be honest. Mm-mm. They have got to go I on mean... a bit of a run, but... Six points between themselves. If they do get out of it, there's three teams currently on 19 points. Yeah. That's still two wins that they need to get and hope that the other teams lose as well, just to get level on them. Two teams that go down and then there's the one relegation. Playing off. Yeah. So there's one spot that's still close. Mm. Uh, Dortmund, like you said, back in the title race, beating uh, Hertha Berlin by four goals to one. Karim Adeyemi. Oh my God, what a baller. One for the future. I, if you ever watch the Danny Aaron's YouTube, then mm. you, if ballers know him from death of day one. Yeah. Oh, just give him all the African food that he wants to eat because he will score <laughs> goals. But also, oh, what bringing like, Sebastian Haller coming back as well has helped them out massively. Yeah. Obviously, great to see that he managed to beat his cancer and uh, is back doing so well, actually playing for uh, <coughs> Dortmund now. Uh, Leverkusen losing 3-2 to Mainz, though. That's a big shock. Is it really? I mean, Leverkusen haven't been amazing this season. They're still under a bit of a transition with Javi Alonso. So it's a building process, I guess, for them. Mm. I mean, it doesn't help that... Um... I mean, Adley considered a penalty, got sent off, and then might uh, ended up scoring that penalty. So that's not going to help them out. Uh, over in Italy, what's happened in Italy, apart from Napoli continuing to dominate? 
Uh, I hadn't actually seen much Italy, so Juventus won. Yep, 2-0 against Spezia. Uh, Roma beat Hellas Verona by one goal to nil. Inter Milan beat Udinese 3-1 and AC Milan just about managed to beat Monza, winning 1-0. What was it I'd said about Lukaku? I think I'd said a post, was it because he just scored twice or something? Um, he scored the penalty and he scored one in that game. Oh, that's probably what it was, just a penalty. <laughs> I don't. I remember seeing a post yesterday. I don't know how true this comment is, Paul. Uh, I don't know whether it was someone that works for Napoli or uh, not uh, Aurelia De Laurentiis or just like another board of directors, but apparently saying, you know, that uh, Georgian fella, I'm not going to try and say his name. Uh, the Karavchila. Kavichik Varachilia. Yeah, apparently uh, someone came out saying uh, if Lukaku's worth 100 million and he hasn't got uh, a touch, how much uh, must he be worth? And I was like, uh, well, yeah. surely you can't be coming out and saying that. In a fucking, uh, I can't. I naturally like, don't like anyone outside of Naples. Do they even like anyone inside of Naples that isn't uh, there's something, Napoli? There's, you have to do the research on that one to yeah. understand that more. Is a very strange, strange thing. Uh, over in Spain, finally, uh, Real Madrid beat Osasuna by two goals to nil. Barcelona beat Cadiz by the same scoreline. Atletico Madrid beat uh, Madrid. Bilbao. Madrid, Atletico Madrid beat Atletico <laughs> Bilbao 1-0. No, you really throw me off there. Uh, you free yourself. Don't worry me. And uh, Real Sociedad were held to a 1-1 draw with Salta Vigo, so... It's big dropped points for them. But the big uh, scoreline for Spain this weekend was Girona beating Almira by six goals to two. Eight goals in that one. Was right, that is... Watch, even if it was mid-table teams. Yes. Uh, that is all of the European leagues caught up with this past week. So uh, we actually have more Champions League action uh, on Wednesday and Thursday. The next, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, sorry. Champions League. the next Champions League games, yeah. Yeah, so uh, on Tuesday we have Frankfurt versus Napoli and Liverpool versus Real Madrid. And then Wednesday, RB Leipzig versus Manchester City and Inter Milan versus FC Porto. And let's hope they're better than last week's games because, like we said earlier, they were quite poor. I feel like the Liverpool-Real Madrid one is our best bet on that. It's one of them where... I think everyone's got it all hyped up to be this great clash and it's just going to be boring. Try to remember the Champions League final, aren't we? Mm. Yeah, I feel like it could be more open than that, though. I think it's going to be a lot more open. I don't know what uh, injury status Ramon would have. I think I've seen this morning, Chiuameni's out, Cruz maybe as well. Benzema's available. So I think I've seen it this morning, but I haven't seen it. But I think Liverpool are okay as well. Yeah, I don't think they've got any injury concerns heading into this one. Which is rare for them. <laughs> like any new major ones, that is. Obviously, they'll have some players still out. Uh, and then, obviously, there's the uh, second legs of those Europa, Com- Europa League and the Europa Conference League ties as well. Uh, on Thursday, so all eyes on Old Trafford between uh, the second leg between Man United and Barcelona as it's evening points is that, two. is that five o'clock again? Or because uh, while it was while it was okay, I, it was okay for the that first leg one. I didn't mind the second leg. I'd need this at night. <laughs> I need yeah, Old Trafford yeah. European nights because they are good. Well, it is uh, eight pm, so you're lucky. Thank thank God. Just we haven't. Yes really covered in detail the Manchester United news, the, the, the elephant in the room. <laughs> or should I say the camel? <laughs> Tad races, but sure. Is it? Yes. Stereotypy, maybe, but... Like... Yeah, okay, we'll say you're very stereotypical. Um, yeah, so Friday, so Friday evening was the soft deadline for people to come in and confirm bids. So we've had two fully confirmed bids, one from uh, Ineos and Sir Jim Ratcliffe, which is basically to buy out the Glazers' ownership because obviously the Glazers don't own 100% of the club. He is buying out 100% of the Glazers' shares. Uh, 
which I think is about 60-70%. Uh, however, Not financial uh, experts. Don't come for us. <laughs> however, um, the fella from Qatar is... His uh, bid is to 100% out by everything of Manchester United and he fully owned the club. Um, people? Yeah. I'm not expecting any news regarding that uh, over the next few weeks. I'd say maybe towards the end of March, early April, is when you'll probably find out the final uh, selling process. There's some people stuff People can still bid that. But that oh, yeah. Like, that was just a soft deadline. Um, just to show like the main intentions of like who were too serious. There's still reports saying potential Saudi Arabian offers could come in and some more from uh, the United States as well. Yeah, the stuff I'd seen on that was the what well, this morning I'd seen that there hadn't actually been a Saudi-backed bid yet. Mm. And they, it's one of them. They, they were saying on Sky yesterday all the American ones are just like hedge fund ones and the, there's the odd room that it would still keep the glazers in which is yeah, obviously which... not what you want from this no i mean the main thing is everyone That's is solved nothing <laughs> yeah it would just cause more problems at the club like the main thing is that they fully are gone gone and i for me uh, if i'm looking at this now i would say it'd be the qataris that win yeah it's the money talks at mm. the end of the day you ever get oh, 100%. the big powerhouse of Qatar backed a, a Qatar backed banker? <laughs> yeah. Or you get the much less effort, the definitely trying to figure the best way to say is the man with more morals, albeit not completely because he's a billionaire. <laughs> Jim Ratcliffe. I was going to say, no billionaire is ever clean off the way that they get there. But... Yeah. I'm just ashamed that Elon Musk didn't bid. I mean, I don't think anyone would want him, let's be honest. Yes, he may be. I'd, I'd have felt bad for his, but I've also got you, poor bastard, you deserve this. <laughs> you care, you rode all this much about the Glazers, get ready for what's coming. No one deserves Elon Musk. I mean, the way he's fucking destroying Twitter, but hey. It, it went down twice in the space of a weekend, didn't it? Hmm. How dare but it go is... down during the mass singer? <laughs> <laughs> for God's sake. Anyway, that is it for this week. Uh, we have potentially a podcast later on this week to look at, back at the Champions League that action and ahead to the weekend's games, including the Carabao Cup final that takes place on Sunday from Wembley. I nearly forgot what day it was, but yet yeah, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Sunday, definitely Wembley. <laughs> Yes, I definitely know that. I'm not too uh, out of it, cause unless Wembley has suddenly been drastically pulled down or anything, the funnels are... I can tell you for a, a fact, no, it hasn't. <laughs> Such a shame. I hate Rude. it. Rude. It's not a good stadium. Overrated. Anyway, on that note, uh, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, and make sure you follow us on Twitter for all the latest news and stuff uh, surrounding the world of football. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Oh, we're doing the old intro again. <laughs> Outro, you mean, not intro. I don't care. See ya. Anyway, we'll see you soon.